In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. folks and welcome to good news for the city the radio broadcast ministry partnership between wava radio and one heart dc right here on life-changing talk radio 105.1 fm wava my name is dennis williams i'm director of ministry relations for wava radio and i want to welcome you to today's program folks you've heard it a lot when you listen to good news for the city in the very opening of this program our theme song says It's the gospel that makes a way. At the end of every program, you'll hear myself or Brian say, it's the gospel that makes a way. WAVA Radio and One Heart DC are committed to gospel saturation in the DMV because we truly believe, guess what? It's the gospel that makes a way. And one of the main objectives of this show is to highlight gospel saturation movements in the greater D.C. area. And on today's program, we're going to be speaking to a gentleman who has made it his mission to take the gospel to public schools because he believes it's the gospel that makes a way. Now, that's good stuff, folks. So let's talk about it. And, of course, you know the drill. Here to get us started, here to get us going, to introduce our guest. I didn't steal your thunder this time, my brother. Um, For today's program is my good friend, co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales, senior pastor at Christian Fellowship Church. Dude, you are looking good. It's good to see you, man. Thank you. The way you said senior pastor, I felt like I was being introduced at uh, the Nats game or something like that. So, Or uh, almost like, let's get ready to preach. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that yeah. that's happened. Right. Uh, but actually, I went to a but Nats has... game recently where uh, my, that guy, I think yeah, Michael I Buffer, I said, he was yeah, there. That was yeah. pretty cool. It was There's nothing cool. to do with our show today, but nonetheless. <laughs> to... <laughs> we, Sorry, I messed you up. We often, uh, we often take little tributaries off the main river, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, you know me, you know my wife, Dennis. My wife, Kathy, has been an educator in the public education system now Indeed. for a long time. Indeed. And uh, we are blessed to live in a country, specifically here in the Washington metro area, in many, many areas that have unbelievable opportunities through public education. Amen. But in Amen. anything in life, there's also opportunities for difficulty that come with those blessings sure. in that area. And our guest today is Brett Lesher. Brett is specifically passionate about the culture of public education and all those who have the opportunity to be connected with it. Uh, he himself graduated uh, from Loudoun Valley High School in Percival, Virginia. That is out in Loudoun County, if you don't know where that is. And he went on himself to earn a bachelor's degree in communication from Liberty University and then a master's in educational counseling from Lynchburg College. During his career, though, as a counselor within the Loudoun County public school system, he began to launch faculty Bible studies within each of the schools that he had the privilege to work. And then through those experiences, he began to form relationships with other staff members who were also eager to, to read the gospel aloud, to, to pray for specific needs impacting their campuses, impacting the students that come to those campuses, impacting the teachers that are there, and the administration. 
And what he began to recognize is that many faculties around the country were also eager to connect in similar ways. Amen. And as a result Amen. of this, God laid something on his heart, and he took a leap of faith uh, to leave his full-time position in Loudoun County Public Schools and to create an organization known as Staff Fellowship. And so we want to highlight Staff Fellowship today and the work that it's doing for the gospel to make a way uh, specifically in Loudoun County, uh, but also hopefully in places all throughout the DMV. And so, Brett, thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to sit down and talk. We've met before, but never yeah. in this way. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. So, this is, did I this hear is a you treat. correctly, Brian and and Brett? Did I hear correctly that these are public schools? Yeah, they are, and, we're and gonna, you're sharing the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that because Amen. there are some, some misunderstandings yeah. sure. and misconceptions sure. about what can be said and what yes. can be said and yeah. walking that okay. thin line. Sure. But before we get to that thin line. Brett, where did this sort of concept uh, that God led you into leading out into launching Staff Fellowship start? When when was that sort of moment? Maybe it was a, a, a quick moment or maybe it was a process, I don't know, where God said, hey, this is what I'm calling you to do. Sure. I love that question. And when I was working as a school counselor at Loudoun County High School, which is in Leesburg, Virginia, um, you know, as you get to know the colleagues that you work with, uh, you get to ask deeper questions. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a person of faith, um, and so you find those people, uh, to add a new dimension to relationships in the places where you work. And so, uh, a couple guys, we decided, hey, let's do a, a Bible study on Wednesday morning. And, and surely but quickly, that turned from three guys to, uh, about 40 faculty wow. that were on our reminder Praise email. God. Um, we Praise didn't have God. 40 that came at a time, but we had three of the four principals of that school. Wow. Wow. Uh, who were coming to taste the gospel on a on a regular basis, and and we were realizing that the culture and climate of the school was changing because we were focused on a a spiritual element yeah. to relationships and leadership, um, and so as a result, you know, it took me about five years for God to you know help me make a leap of faith to resign from a full-time position with benefits and uh you know all the all the luxuries that come with that uh to start staff fellowship just 20 months ago wow. uh to help wow. other staff members in public education taste and see that the Lord is good in the places Amen. where they work. Amen. Yeah, and I think there's some people, and Dennis, you've already just alluded to it a couple of seconds ago, that will hear things like a spiritual element to relationship and leadership and then hear that sentence and put it together with the sentence public education mm. and wonder how that works. And th- there is a thin line many times when yeah. dealing uh, with a public school system and the government and the gospel. How does that for those who are hearing this and going, this does not compute, so to speak. How does yeah. that relationship work? Yeah, it's so interesting. When I when I connect with other staff around uh, the public education system, you know, and tell them, hey, there are twenty other locations around Loudoun County that have staff meeting for a time of of Bible study and prayer. You know, they'll look at me with this face and and, and kind of ask, "Are you allowed how, to say that in public?" Exactly. Really, it's, like, how are you, it's, it's like you're right? getting invited to a secret Wait, meeting. Sh- yeah, please, please, don't say it aloud, right? You know, like how are you getting away with this? Is is the question that we get? Like we're doing something wrong. Did he say Jesus? Yeah. Did right. It, wait a minute. Did I hear? <laughs> 
And so we just tell them our due diligence. You know, we've we've been on the phone with the senior policy analyst out of Virginia Department of Education in Richmond. We've been on the phone with the policy analyst for Loudoun County Public Schools. And there is no policy that denies the freedom for staff members to meet in this way. Our due diligence through staff fellowship is to say, hey, let's meet uh, before or after contract time. So sure. every group that meets in LCPS meets before or after contract time, doesn't engage with students. Uh, we always communicate with at least one administrator in the building to get their blessing, so sure. to speak. Uh, so nothing is happening in secret. Um, you know, a lot of schools, they have exercise groups among staff. They have book studies among staff. We're doing a book study. It just happens to be the Bible. Yeah. Amen. The greatest book Amen. ever written, right? Yep. There you go. Uh, Bestseller, man. Yeah, God's yep. <laughs> love letter to us about how much he cares and what he what he wants to bring life to the full to us now and also in eternity. Amen. That's Amen. right. Now, you have this statement that uh, next to the church, uh, the public school is the most influential community. Uh, explain what you mean by that and how influential... Uh, schooling, especially public school, is in the lives of parents and students and administrators and teachers. Yeah, so uh, the U.S. Department of Education uh, uh, released a statement that by 2021, uh, 91% of uh, school-age children will be in public education. Mm -hmm. So you think about that figure. You think about the metrics of the, the amount of time that students are in a school building. It's between 30 and 35 hours a week. Right. Um, wow. So that is a, an immense amount of influence and impact that our educators have uh, in the lives of students, their upbringing, their inspiration, their convictions. And so we we just believe, second to the local church, um, that leaders who are following Christ, they are pursuing Christ, they have community with other believers in Christ, in the buildings, the schools within which they work, they have the most leadership and impact because it is no longer about the classroom, it's about the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Now, Amen. when you began this, and obviously God laid this on your heart, and, and we know in our, in our minds that whatever God asks us to do, that's what we should do. It's in our best interest. He, yeah, sure. He loves us enough to send to Jesus, so he's not going to leave us hanging out to dry by asking us to do something else. But when we step out in that sort of faith, you know, we begin to wonder, how are people going to respond mm. to this? Not just my decision to leave this job and take a different job, but actually the people now that I feel like God's calling me to, the staff, the administration— when you began to to dive into this and the twenty months ago and beginning staff fellowship and doing it in a in a way, this is now what I'm gonna do for my living instead of sort of doing it basically on the side like you were doing already. Um what sort of response, what sort of uh, hunger, so to speak, did you did you have regarding things like Bible studies and activities among staff members? So my dad was a discipleship pastor. That's what brought us to Loudoun County. Mm. And and so always having that model you know, connecting people, yes, within the church, but also going out into the community to connect people who were unchurched to taste, you know, what Christian community, what Jesus love has in store for everyone. You know, bringing that to public education, um, I, mean, I mean, you guys know Marketplace Ministries is not a new concept. No. We're just focused on public education, public schools, the leadership within public schools. Um, so, People are are realizing that they have an appetite beyond their 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 Christian faith experience that they get on a Sunday or a Saturday night within mm -hmm. their church community sure. uh, to be able to carry that within uh, their their lens and perspective. It gives them just greater hope 
um, greater meaning and purpose as they're working with students and colleagues, families uh, connected to their campuses. And so, you know, the more and more they realize their freedom and liberty to meet in this way, uh, it's just it's becoming a wildfire. It really is. That's a word that my wife used to describe it. Hey, this is this is a wildfire because it's the Holy Spirit at work, just the same way that we saw it uh, in the book of Acts in the early church. Man, if you're influencing those teachers and one another, you're influencing one another, then imagine what it does for those babies, those students. That's right. Have mercy. Praise That's right. God. And, and to go on that, you know, so we have families that we're connected with who are a little leery with current legislation being decided upon with public education. Sure. Okay. And, and um, you know, they're wondering, hey, maybe public, maybe public school is not the option for us with our child who will be in kindergarten next year. Maybe it's private school. Maybe it's a homeschool co-op. I don't know if public school is, is there. When they come... Uh, to our, our three-time annual event, we have a staff share event is what mm-hmm. it's called, uh, where we connect school employees, parents, local church leaders, community partners, just for a time to celebrate through worship. We share testimonies of God at work in public schools. Uh, we have administrators share, teachers share how God has been moving through the building. Uh, a lot of these parents have a greater sense of hope in thinking, okay, the decision is made. God has spoken directly to our family. We have pockets of staff who are prioritizing the gospel. Now we are more at ease because the movement of the Holy Spirit uh, is more evident. Yeah, and if I'm understanding this correctly, what is unique about the calling of staff fellowship is who your primary focus is. I think that maybe if you're familiar in the area of the church world, you might be familiar with other organizations that focuses first on the students and then brings in staff or administration around them. But that that's not your first focus. It is, it's the teachers, it's administrations, that's right. right? That's correct. Uh, and, and the idea, again, that you bring the fact that these are the people who God wants to change, and then God's putting them in the life of these students over and over and over again. Yes. Uh, the impact, you know, as my wife's a teacher, she teaches X amount of classes, and she knows there's 180 or some students, that so she has a consistent opportunity in one way or another uh, to uh, affect and to influence. Now, I think I heard you say this number, over 20, but I just want to back up a little bit. How many schools are currently in this fellowship, um, and, and what's your hopes to see it continue to operate and, and maybe expand? Yeah. So there are 20 locations in Loudoun County Public Schools, which currently yields over 90 schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's 94, 96 schools, um, including a group that meets uh, in education leadership. Okay. Um, so our hope is to plant a staff fellowship in every school in Loudoun County. Uh, as a matter of fact, this this afternoon, uh, I'll, I'll be heading to a school in Fairfax, uh, which is our first school contact to plant a fellowship uh, among staff in Fairfax. So God is just moving mm-hmm. uh, beyond Loudoun County, beyond our control. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been magnificent. Yeah. Now, talk a little bit about, though, then for the ones maybe who were the early adopters. Um, and because, unfortunately, we sometimes we like to say, all right, let me talk to me how it's worked before I'm willing to do this. Because I know that there are teachers listening to this show right now, not just my wife, but there, there, there are other teachers and other administrators, right, hey. that, that are listening to the show who, who may who may find this attractive, right? Like, oh, this is really good. I, I serve in Fairfax or maybe in Montgomery County. Or yeah. I'm in a place in Loudoun I didn't know about or I'm in Arlington. And, yep. and they hear this, but they're going to have this question is, 
talk to me about the difference that you, and maybe in some of these places you've seen already begin to make in the culture of the staff, administration, even the school. Wow. Wow. So some of the joy and delight that I get um, uh, working with staff fellowship and through that entity, I sub a couple of times a week uh, strategically to build relationships with staff. Um, so through that avenue, you know, we're connecting and we're sharing the vision and the movement that God has created throughout different schools. Hey, you can experience this within your school as well. Um, and so, uh, we call it our initial info session when we connect with staff, uh, for the first time at a given school. And, and they're looking around the table. It is, it is a glimpse of heaven. They're mm-hmm. looking around the table. Some of these high schools have about 120 employees. So you're not always connecting with the same colleagues throughout the day. And a lot of these colleagues look at each other around the table. First, they introduce themselves because they don't know everybody's name in the building. Sure. And then secondly, they're pointing at each other saying, you're Christian. You're Christian as well. I didn't know you were a Christian as well. So instant, instantly, you have a third dimension to relationships. It's not just work. It's not just the, the students that you are caregivers for, but you, you automatically have this faith expression as well uh, through relationships, and that's where it gets really intimate. Yeah, and as a school counselor uh, at your time working in the high school, you certainly were at the front lines of dealing with some of the very challenging things that exist in the world of all students. It doesn't matter just public yeah. education, all students. Oh, yeah. You're at the front lines of that. And also, arm in arm with you in the front lines are a lot of teachers who are uh, maybe differently educated on these issues than you were as a counselor, but certainly are there and working. That could be a really draining thing. Yes. That. And when you talked about seeing someone across the table that you know, listen, not only do I have this idea of depending upon my education and my training to help this student, but we have something greater to depend on as well in this moment. Talk about yes. how that makes a difference in a teacher's life. Oh, man. Uh, just hearing testimonies of, of teachers who have a, a, a new hope, a yeah. new passion, a new purpose when they're coming to school, um, you know, say Wednesdays, this is the day that they meet and they're coming into school that day, you know, they are so amped up because they're going to fellowship um, about teachings from Jesus. You know, for example, sure. we um, this week we, we write a weekly devotional that we send out to our staff fellowship facilitators within different schools. Uh, this particular week happens to be uh, Luke 6, where Jesus goes on the mountainside, prays through the night, and the fruit of his prayers uh, is when he decided on the 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. And so how that impacts uh, public education staff is who is leading you, who are you leading and how are you praying for both groups? Just the same way that God or that Jesus modeled prayer effectively um, with choosing the disciples. Yeah. And I just having people around that, you know, even in the middle of the day, in the midst of something that you pull out your phone and uh, you can you can text him and go pray for blank. Yeah. And they're not someone abstractly. My, my wife will often ask me to pray for something that's happening at school, but I don't know these students. I don't know this scenario. God's still powerful with me not knowing their name. Yeah. Sure. But another teacher or another that scenario who's right there, there's something amazing about that and bringing that in there. Yeah. One of the things that we often like to do on the show is, is we're talking to someone about a mission or a passion that God has laid on their heart is uh, talk about what we would like to say is – I don't know if I like this term greatly, but a success story where we've be, you've already begun to see God beginning to show the harvest of mm. basically the, the mission, the vision that he is planting through the organization or for you particularly, uh, staff fellowship. Sure. 
So there, there was a, there's an elementary school that has a staff fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet twice a week. Um, one of the staff members who works in that school, but is not, um, connected with staff fellowship there, uh, they were going through a, a time of, of illness. They had mm-hmm. cancer. Yeah. And so a member from the staff fellowship group said, Hey, just so you know, we are praying for you as you are waiting for the results of this biopsy to come back. We are praying for you. She knew what the group stood, stood for. The biopsy results come back and they are negative. Yeah. There's not a trace. And she responds to that person who said they were praying for her and said, I'll see you at the group. Yeah. I'll see you at the study. And just things like that. You know, there's another story of a- an assistant principal who prayed every morning in the nurse's office with the nurse every morning. And there was a student who continually came to the nurse's office without ailment, without need for assistance from the nurse. And finally, the nurse asked the student, so why do you keep coming to my room? And the student replied, because I I feel that your room is the safest room in the whole building. So the, the Holy Spirit, you know, things like that. And there are plenty more stories to share. Uh, but the Holy Spirit is is working, and we see it through the lens of the early church um, and how they're being planted in these different schools. Yeah, and for someone who might be listening, and, and I love that story you just told about, hey, I'm praying for you. There, there's no strings attached to that. I'm not praying that you come to the meeting. I'm not praying. That, I, I'm just praying for you. That right. This is, this is what I'm called to do. This is to love you like Jesus loved you. I, I'm praying for you. That there, there is there, there wound up being uh, an attraction yeah. to that. Like Jesus said, you know, it always be such an example. Says in First Peter that people want to know about the hope that you're showing. Yes, right yes. In, in that yeah. way. And when we think about others who may be hearing this and say, "Ah, this sounds like a good idea," give me your give me your pitch. Not a sales pitch, but but why not only for the kingdom? Obviously, it's benefit that we are as a community, but. But them as individuals, as teachers, as administrators, as counselors, whatever that may be, what have you seen God do that brings a benefit for them mm. in their own personal spiritual life and also in their professional life? Mm. Well, constantly throughout the Bible, we get this theme that Jesus is calling us to dwell constantly on him, yeah, on the Holy Spirit, right, on, on God and the Father, right? Um, so any time that we have an awareness of what the Spirit is doing, um, that, is, that is success in my opinion. When our focus is not on busyness, uh, stress, other things that can disrupt our relationship and our focus on God mm-hmm. um, to, to carry out the different tasks and interact with the different relationships that cross our path from day to day. That is a big win. And I think through staff fellowship, starting your day one day a week with other colleagues focused and being reminded to focus on Christ, you know, that is a win because that will carry on through the day, through the week. It will impact students, other colleagues, families, and and overall communities as well. Yeah. I think there's people out there that go, okay, I'm in. So if they want to Come know on. more about it, Come on. Uh, staff.org. Staff.org. If they go to their website, what are the types of things they'd find out? Uh, so you'll find the schools within Loudoun that we're connected with and, and eventually Fairfax as we're opening doors through Fairfax thanks to the Holy Spirit. Um, you'll find ways to, if you want to be a financial partner, uh, be a part of our A team, you know, so we're looking for, for those with different gifts and talents to partner with us. Cause again, we're just 20 months old. Right. Uh, and so we're calling upon partnerships with other people who are excited and passionate to give, 
uh, of their gifts and talents to be a part of the movement that God is clearly uh, moving through. Um, so staff.org, S-T-A-F-F-F dot org. Yeah. Or you can email yeah. us at info at staff.org, and we would love to hear from you. Yeah. You know, you said you can email us in just a second. Dennis is going to say something he normally says. He says, if you're old school, you can even pick up the phone and call. Come on. We're not old school, but we can do that too. Yes. Dennis, right? But I, you know what? There, I do say that, brother, and you said maybe you should lay off that. No, I'm messing no, with no. it. <laughs> but I had the pastor's wife tell me, man, I said old school once, and she said, but, but say that a little differently. Old's cool. Old's cool. Yeah, old's cool, man. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm probably a little bit older than you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 39 very soon, man. Mm. I know Brian's a lot older because he's got a 13-year-old daughter coming up. But anyway. Okay, maybe that was a fib. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Brian, for old school, brother. Hey, guys, you've heard. Brett, dude. Mm, man, thank I can you, guys. hear your passion. Thank you so much. This is powerful. Um, Kathy's a teacher. My bride is a teacher. Just, How about <laughs> excuse it? Excuse me. Jennifer has taught. She taught for about 18 years in, a, in the largest Christian school in Florida, mm. in the area in which we lived. And, and they're kind of the cr- cream of the crop, right? Well, we think that anyway. But, man, what you're doing is so powerful. Thank mm. you so much mm. for doing this. God bless you. Mm. Folks, if Praise you want God. to know more, you can go to staff.org. That's staff with three Fs, staff.org. Or if you want to hear this again, hey, go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. You can also go to wava.com, put in the keyword good news, and go to our podcast page. You can find that. Or, again, if you're old school, You can call me at 703-807-2266, 703-807-2266. Thank you all. Brett, thank you. God bless you, brother. Hey, thanks so much, guys, for having me. um, Again, next week. And remember, we always say it, it's the gospel that makes a way. The The gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart D.C., This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.